All right, everybody, welcome into Sideline Spectator, Season 2, Episode 39. Jake Smith joined again with the Electrician of the Year, Austin Covington. Uh, so we're going to talk, uh, I mean, for two seconds, we're going to talk about Tom Brady and uh, the Raiders' ownership thing. Uh, opening takes, we're going to talk Carmelo Anthony, Celtics Heat, uh, Missoula, Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, Lakers Nuggets, LeBron and his future. And then we're going to draft at the end, we're going to draft the best NBA players to never win a ring. We've obviously drafted before best NFL players, but obviously basketball season, NFL, nothing doing right now. So uh, Sam should be back the week after next when we do another episode. Um, you know, he's not he's not getting paid right now. I'll say that right now. Um, well, neither am I, know, so ha- I getting a, all the money. Sam's ha- had a month off, so I'm uh, temporarily, uh, you know, exterminating his pay so yeah so first before we do opening take of uh tom brady and the raiders are like you they reached an agreement saying that brady is a minority owner and pretty much all that means is that brady's not coming back a thousand percent so we can finally that's the only thing i want to say about this we can finally put those rumors to bed that you know, oh, he's going to, you know, if Miami calls him or whatever, he mm-hmm. he's going to go. This solidifies it because you can't have ownership and play. You know, it's not like the NBA where, you know, Michael Jordan, the league can bend the rules for him and, you know, he can own a team and play for him. NFL right. is completely different. If you have any ownership stake, you, you're done playing or whatever. Um, so, I mean, he's got to be off the top of my head because I know Peyton Manning doesn't. Uh, Joe Montana doesn't. He might. I mean, Cove. Like, legitimately, he might be the first, at least, quarterback that I can think of that owns a team, an NFL team. Not, not, not like I'm sure. Like uh, Peyton Manning owns like some kind of you know jerk off soccer team or something. Right. Right. Is so Elway isn't in any ownership. He is the well, not anymore because he, okay. he stepped down. He he was team president or okay. uh, president okay. of football ops or something like that. But no, in okay. terms of ownership, no. I mean, John Lynch is uh, the GM of the you know Forty ers uh, Ryan Poles is the GM for the Chicago Bears, but none of those guys have, have know, ownership ownership stake. Um, so Brady and, and and I think it would only come from a quarterback because typically those guys are the highest paid, therefore. Mm-hmm. And the most sponsored, so it's like they would quarterbacks. Your elite guys would be the only guys with the actual money to be right. able to buy into a minority minority ownership stake in an NFL team. So just off of my head, uh, I don't think that I can think of any other players that have any kind of ownership in an NFL team. I mean, Brady already owns the Las Vegas Aces, or he's one of the you know partners in the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, NFL. I mean, that's probably. That's probably the first time it's ever happened. And I think that – I think it's cool. I think it's weird to own, like, be in partnership with Mark Davis because yeah, that is Yeah, my whole thing is the Raiders. Weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm I just mean, well, the Raiders is cool because, you know, they got that dope stadium. Uh, the yeah. coach, he knows the coach. Uh, I mean, like, the facility's dope. He gets to be in Vegas. You know, right. there was that rumor yeah. that Gronk threw out there that Brady wanted to go to Vegas and that Derek Carr was that MFer. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. He, yeah, Gronk said it was Carr. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I guess Brady. I mean, another thing about it, he's probably got deeper ties into the Raiders than, than I think, and maybe he likes Mark Davis, even though that dude looks super weird. He looks like a dude yeah. that I wouldn't want to hang out with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we can get an opening takes. Cove, what do you got? Well, I didn't really know what to what to do, but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go this route. That um, my hot take is, I guess that it was it was more beneficial for LeBron James and the Lakers to lose last night than it was to beat the Nuggets and lose in the final. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, and I know that uh, seems crazy. And, and, and thought, it's because you, uh, you might not say it, or LeBron fans might not say <laughs> it, but it's because that way he doesn't have another blimp on his on finals his, record. 
Yeah, but I'm just saying as That's as, the same thing that you guys say about Michael Jordan. It's like, well, LeBron's been to nine finals or whatever he's been. been MJ's only been to been to six or whatever. So, you know, LeBron greater than MJ. But then you're gonna completely contradict yourself by no, saying no. that no, I'm glad that he didn't get to the finals so he doesn't have another loss on his record. Well, uh, that's I'm just saying that as he far as won. If, if they go to the finals, they're gonna they, win. They win. They yeah, win. I agree. Know, I agree. Team I'm got. saying. I'm saying the perception looking in on his legacy. People are listen. Literally, you're not going to talk about LeBron James now having two conference finals losses. That's it. Ten and two. Just to let you know. If if he if he somehow wins this the Denver series, if they win, go and then like you said, let's just say they lose to the Heat. You know that that's a huge detriment to him. To whereas just losing to the eventual champions, the Nuggets, will beat either one of the teams out of the East. It looks a little better losing in the conference finals than it does, yeah, again, having seven losses on your finals record. That would be... But you're essentially saying that, say the say the stinking... Because I don't know who the Nuggets played in the first round. But say the... Uh, who did the Nuggets play in the first round? You know? They were the one seed. They they played whoever was the they played uh, the playing game. Whoever that uh, uh, the Timberwolves. Sorry, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. That, that's yeah. like saying that it's good that the Timberwolves lost in the first round because they lost to the eventual NBA champs. That's well, insane. I, that, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. I, I guess. I mean, I was just coming up with something off the top of my head here, and all I'm saying is, legacy wise, for all the talking heads like us. That <clears throat> you know what when Kobe players. when Kobe and the Lakers lost the chance at a three peat the second time around when the Mavs won against uh-huh. the Heat that year yeah you yeah. know what it's good that they lost in the first <laughs> or, or in the second <laughs> round to the I think it was the second round in the yeah. second round of the Mavs rather than three peating that that's how that's how your brain's working right now why three peat when we can just <laughs> lose in the second round. And this is different, though. This wouldn't be. This isn't a three-peat we're talking about, Jake. This isn't yes, a three-peat. Okay, okay. The bubble didn't count. The bubble didn't the bubble count. Does so, count so LeBron has only won two. Uh, like, like uh, LeBron's barely won a champion. He's won one championship in my eyes. Oh my Anybody God. can win one, just like in football. Oh the, those, my God. those with the Heat don't count. Everybody knows that. Unreal. Okay, yeah. I was just trying to preface this for. For some of our listeners that we have a group chat with, they'll agree with me. It looks better him losing in the conference finals instead of going on to lose in the NBA finals because people are judging his finals record, which, like I said, I don't agree with. I'm just saying that this particular, I guess, situation here is better for him to drop, I don't know, 40, 10, and 9 in the Western Conference game four and lose then to get to the NBA Finals and lose. That's all I'm saying. But go ahead with your hot take. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that game later. But um, so my opening take is that and and Cove, like I, I just talked to you about it. Um, I've started listening to a new podcast called All the Smoke. It's with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. Uh, I've cut out my other basketball podcast by JJ Reddick that I used to listen to because this one is a million times better. They get way better guests on there and they actually talk about the game rather than just dive into numbers and stuff like that. You know what else they do too, right? All the smoke. All right. There They're we go. Just make sure. Just make sure. Uh, right but, uh, so they, and they're, they're G's dude. Like they're, you know, they, they talk a different lingo than what we talk. But, um, <laughs> so I, my, my, my take is that, I think the NBA, and this is based off of guests that they've had on there. The NBA we know is like probably the most like dramatized league in terms of, you know, storylines and, you know, offseason storylines, things like that. You could say that the NFL is like a close second or a 1A, 1B type thing. But the NBA has the best historical background out of any of the major sports. What I mean by that is that the historical background, I'm talking like like they, they, they've they had guys on like KG, AI, Mello, Stephen A. Smith, Kobe. Uh, they, they were actually Kobe's last interview before he passed away. Uh, Charles Barkley, Shaq, 
uh, Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, Magic Johnson, like guys like like new school guys, guys that we grew up, you know, watching, and and old school guys, like everybody. And what I've learned out of those guys that I named is that like the background stories that nobody ever hears about or mm-hmm. nobody has ever heard about that goes into like significance of like what the commissioner was thinking or what the league was thinking or why the NBA went in this direction with this thing. Like they, uh, they've talked about the merger. They've mm-hmm. talked about the league almost going under back in, you know, the, the seventies, yeah. um, the, the impact of I mean, I named his daughter, but the impact of Dr. Buss, uh, Jerry Buss or whatever his name is, uh-huh. uh, and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, all three of yeah. those guys coming into the picture in the exact same year. And basically all three of those guys, it wasn't just Magic and Bird. It was also Dr. Buss uh-huh. because of his ownership. He owned like he he just did completely different things than any of the other owners were, you know, doing. And those three guys like saved the league back then. They talked about the marketing of David Stern, uh, the, how the Dream Team was the reason why the game went global and not, you know, they started looking at overseas players and, like, players wanted to, like, stop playing in Spain or Turkey or where or Russia, wherever, and, you know, go into the NBA draft, things like that. Like, and, and, and like, all, I just named off all that stuff, but, like, they go into detail about it and like, wow, like I didn't know that. Like I, I didn't know that the merger like worked like that. Like what the ABA and the NBA, were, mm-hmm. what the two leagues actually were, how close the league was. And everybody should go listen to the Magic Johnson one because, and the Jenny Buss one, because like they went into detail about like why the NBA and how close it was to going under and things like that. And uh, how like dope David Stern was basically. I, I didn't, I didn't really care for David Stern. I, I didn't like him because he vetoed that Chris Paul trade to L.A., um, which they actually talked about that with Jenny Buss, and she was like, yeah, there's some stuff that I – like, I'm an owner and I can't say, but she was like, there's some background noise to that as to, like, why it didn't happen, and it, she was like, it's BS that it didn't happen. But right. um, yeah. No, I, I yeah, just I never, think uh, – Yeah, yeah I, I just think that, like, the NBA has got to be the best, like – if you really dig into it, the best historical and like ups and downs, twists and turns, turns uh, like professional sports league that we have. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say I would agree, but I mean, I would also agree on that preface because it's my favorite sports league. So I would obviously think the historical content to it is, is better than per se football or mm-hmm. I don't know, baseball would be hard to beat in, in all reality. But um but yeah, I mean, I, there's so many things that happen bes- behind the scenes, and that the NBA is a machine. I know the NFL yeah. is a money making machine. I understand that there's more money from the American population thrown at the, the NBA NFL. is the, is the mafia. But but, but the NBA, are. yeah, the the NBA is is just different right now. They're they're in a different they're, they're just in a different stage, I think, than than the other sports leagues. And if if I'm not mistaken, which you can correct me on this, I think really the nba is the first one for player empowerment sure you know they they were the they're the first league to really give you know power to the players for decisions so um you know that's a big thing too but yeah i know i i agree i mean you got to think like i know the game of basketball hasn't been around as as long as baseball or football but in that short time span just they used to play games on tape they used yeah. to do like tape delays back in the sixties and seventies. The finals, the finals was tape, tape delayed, yeah. so the finals is happening, and then you're not watching it until the next day. Like that's just crazy to me. And then, and yeah, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, and obviously, yeah, uh, um, Doctor Bus. But some of the documentaries and stuff you watch on them, they they absolutely saved the league. Yes, for sure, for sure. It, 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 was, it like like it wasn't. It wasn't how probably somebody like my dad or like our parents would say because they would probably all like our parents there in that generation of like you know Michael Jordan invented basketball type thing right but right, like right. and they would say that Michael Jordan saved the NBA but that's not the case like no, Magic Johnson no. and Larry Bird those two guys and Doctor Bus like they're the ones that actually saved the NBA Michael Jordan helped. Kind of like what I said earlier, he kept, he helped take the game global, global. because mm-hmm. of the dream yep. team and, and yep. all that and like his his Nike deal. Oh, 
have have you watched air yet no i have Our, not it's it's it is incredible michael jordan isn't even in it or like whoever plays michael jordan his face isn't even shown it is all about the nike guys and yeah. how like how and why like they got michael jordan how they almost didn't get him and how he almost went with converse and adidas yeah uh yeah. went into the history of like what nike was what adidas was what converse was it i've watched it twice it's been out for two weeks oh, i've watched gosh. it twice it is so good and i love ben affleck and matt damon in general and, and jason yeah, bateman's yeah. in it too yeah. um it it's it is incredible and it all that also goes into kind of like the history of the league and like how the league worked in terms of like endorsements and what you were and weren't allowed to do and why certain players were marketed and others weren't like magic johnson didn't even have his own shoe larry bird didn't even have his right, own shoe right. and like michael jordan was like kind of that first he actually was i don't want to give spoilers away but like he was like the first one to quote unquote have his own shoe yeah, but like mm -hmm. the the listeners and and you definitely, I think you would like love it because it just kind of goes into the history of like just sneakers in general, yeah. um, and it's it's very well acted. It it's incredible. Yeah, incredible. I, I, I'm gonna give it a watch for sure. But I would just like to say there's <laughs> there hasn't been an athlete coveted by shoe companies like LeBron James. Give me a freaking break. That's the biggest shoe deal of all time. There is no LeBron shoe deal. There is no Kevin Durant shoe deal. There is no Kobe Bryant shoe deal. There is no Derrick Rose had a shoe. There because is, it, without there's Michael, no mellow without Michael, without Michael Jordan. Yeah. Hey, yeah. this thing will, this movie will literally show you. It wasn't even Michael Jordan, honestly. It was the Nike guys because yeah, they weren't yeah. going to. I don't want to give away spoilers, but like they weren't going to give it, get him. And they just like started brainstorming stuff and like like he, he he's he's the at like in terms of an athlete he is the reason why LeBron even has a shoe deal right right yeah yeah which I can agree and and Nike was uh Nike made uh even even without watching the movie they made a great business decision and oh, and choosing yeah. Michael and then get I mean just yeah. because because historically Nike was actually a a uh, running shoe, yeah, is is, is mm -hmm. what it was originally, and uh, the basketball market took it to a whole different level. Yeah, and Michael Jordan makes around an estimated four hundred million dollars a year God. off of the sale of his shoes. Yeah, yeah. Still, I mean, and some of the ugliest looking basketball shoes of all time. Oh, the Jordan I, I, collection. Oh no, 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 no. Well, it depends on what numbers, like, well, what, yeah, uh, no, no, what no, series saying, they are. Yeah, I think there's there's some ugly. Ones. There, there's a couple like the Jordan threes. I think are ugly. Um, I'm not a big sneakerhead. My uh, my buddy Aiden Burton or, or Austin White would have to tell you, but um, yeah, I I'm not a big sneakerhead, so I can't tell you the exact numbers. But some are ugly. I've got a pair that I've never even worn that just like sit in my closet because I I I just don't want to wear them because they're so they're so dope looking, um, and I won't play in them either. So. But, so they're uh, useless. What yeah, they're saying. useless. They're, they're just taking up space. Yeah. Right. Um, all right, Cove. Carmelo Anthony retires. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a rundown. So 19-year NBA career. Uh, got kicked out of a Catholic high school uh, after his junior year for skipping class and some other things. Uh, having corn rolls is is mm -hmm. what uh, a mm -hmm. major re he, major reason was. He's talked about it before. But uh, transferred to Oak Hill, won a state title there. Goes to Syracuse, wins a national title in his freshman year. Great he, run, by the way. Great. Oh, all-time. One of the great all-time all yeah. runs. And he, he talked about that. I, I watched his interview this weekend um, on All the Smoke, and he went into detail about, like, that season and stuff. And uh, – but – won the national title that year and he was talking about on the podcast that he was like man i he was like i want to come back i want to do it again 
And yeah. so like he told Bayheim that he was gonna that he was gonna come back and Bayheim told him no. It was like he yeah. was like get like, out of here. Get out, yeah. <laughs> because really because really, I mean, yeah, you could enhance it, I guess, by winning another one, but it's just so hard in college basketball to repeat yeah. anyway. Oh, it's the it, hardest but, hard, hardest sport to, to repeat on. Right. Far. Just yeah. just based on the tournament. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony had a killer run back in the day for, for the Qs. Um Number three overall draft pick in the 2003 NBA draft. Why Art, he didn't go two uh, is un, unbelievable. So, so yeah. Yep. Uh, went, His went, career goes so different. Went three to, to Darko Milicic. Uh, he, he went to, I think, what was he like, a seven-foot center that played like, what, four years in the NBA or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he, he went to the D- Detroit and won a ring yeah. the first year. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, I mean, that 2003 draft, like, you know, arguably first or second, Maybe third best NBA draft class of all time. Uh, but, yeah, the Pistons, he talked about that in, in that podcast. Hey, the Pistons told him the entire draft process that they were going to pick him. He's like, really? They, they took the, everybody in the front office was like, you're our guy, you're our guy, you're our guy. You're going you're gonna, to, you know, go number two, start looking for houses type thing. Uh, and he – he just said on draft night he was he was shocked. He he said that he wasn't mad or anything, but he said that he was shocked when the Pistons did not take him. And he was like, nothing even happened. He was like, when the Pistons, when it was their turn to to say a name, they just didn't say my name. Like that's pretty much what he said. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he they they did talk about that, like the what ifs if yeah. he went to Detroit. He he's you know they probably go back to back and and all that. But um, yeah, so. Uh, from 2003 to 2011, he was with the Nuggets. 11 to 17, he was with the Knicks. Then 17 to 22, he was with the Thunder, the Rockets, Blazers, Lakers. Uh, took a year off in between those, or in in between the uh, the Rockets and Blazers. I'm pretty sure. Ten uh, time NBA All Star, one time scoring champion, six time All NBA. Should have been Rookie of the Year over LeBron. I know you're not gonna like that. Look um, at the numbers. That's a fact. They also talked about that. Uh, I think Steven Jackson brought that up, that he should have won uh, Rookie of the Year. And he was like, yeah, me and David Stern didn't get along. So he was like, I wasn't mad or anything. He was like, LeBron's my guy. But he was like, me and David Stern did not uh, mesh very well. Yeah. Um, top 75 team like got voted into that thing that they did last year. Mm-hmm. Made the playoffs thir- his first 13 season. Or sorry, Made the playoffs 13 years out of his 19. Made the playoffs in his first 10 years. First okay. 10 years in the league, made the playoffs. Went to yeah. two conference finals, I want to say. I didn't, I didn't look at that. I know um, he went 0-9. Uh, and, and, and my last thing is one of the greatest scorers of all time. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, do you have anything, like any Carmelo Anthony takes? Oh, well, I mean, one, Carmelo Anthony is one of the greatest one-on-one basketball players of all time based on and, – and actually, speaking of Carmelo, I just saw something where one one guy came out, one of the defenders of that time. Um, I'm not going to get it right. I don't know if it was Tracy McGrady or who, but they were talking about who was the toughest to defend, and he said Carmelo Anthony. He said yeah, because so- – so Kobe, uh, uh, they, Kobe they told, always said he was Kobe. The Kobe always said that but Carmelo this, was the toughest. Yeah, man, this was somebody literally the other day talking about this, and and they're like, you know, he's six eight, he's big. He, they said Carmelo makes you feel it when he's scoring. You know, some people can drop forty on you, and it's it's you know you you get forty dropped on you. It's like every every point Carmelo Anthony's scoring on his defender, his defender is feeling it. He says he's just very very physical in his play style. But uh, yeah, you know, Carmelo Anthony today, right now, is is would be looked at so much differently if he one ends up somewhere different, or two, probably doesn't go to the Knicks during that second stint. If Carmelo chooses to team up with somebody, he probably wins a championship during during that time frame. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think he's, uh, I mean. Carmelo Anthony is one of the greatest scorers of all time, one of the best one-on-one players of all time. Uh, he just lacked, I think, he, he definitely lacked defensive intensity. I think mm-hmm. everybody can agree on that. Carmelo wasn't known for defense. And and secondly, I don't know how much of a leader Carmelo Anthony was. You know, I don't know if he was 
per se leading teams when he was the the best player. But yeah, I always liked Carmelo, and um, you know, I think honestly, you know, I think that year he took off, and then this past year, I think Carmelo could shoot good enough to still be on NBA roster. Uh, it just, I it, mean, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think he, but his his biggest thing was it it took Carmelo longer than it takes a lot of players to accept uh what 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 he was later in his career you know what i'm saying carmelo had a tough time going to the bench you know years ago there was that thing i think with the okay okc thunder and he was like i'm a starter like he was like i'm i've never come off the bench in my life so it took he was like ai it took him a long time to accept hey at this point in my career i'm best served coming off the bench playing 17, 24 minutes, scoring, doing my thing, and instead of being a, a starter. You know, it doesn't even mean that much, really, at, at that point. You're still getting your minutes. So, um, but other than that, yeah, I think I think Carmelo Anthony was a was a great player. I, I, I feel like, and I don't know if you feel this way, I feel like it feels like Melo was an all-star more than 10 times. You know it does feel like that. I, it does. Whenever, whenever like players' careers are like over, and you go to their Wikipedia page or or their basketball or football reference pages right. or whatever it is, and you uh, a, a great one, a great example. I, I don't have the actual number in front of me, but like Barry Bonds, right, right, home runs king, right. Yeah. If you yeah. go on his baseball reference page, I'm pretty sure. He only led the league in home, like he he led the league in home runs only like two, like two times maybe or something crazy I like that. I think it's only one. It might be only one. I think it's only that one. Honestly. And that like stuff like that blows my mind. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's like you think Carmelo Anthony. It's like yeah, he's one of those guys that was an all star literally every single year. Right. Right. It, um, in which obviously that was the bulk that first bulk of his career, but. You know, from 03 to 2013 with the Knicks, I'm sure that's where those 10 fall in, maybe a year or two after. I guess, I'm pretty sure it was like from the time that he stepped into the league. No, it was from like, oh, he didn't make, make All Star his first like two years, but then after that, he made it every year until like 2016, I think. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't make it the first couple years. Yeah, because he, he gave LeBron a high five from the sidelines in yeah. his first All Star yeah, yeah. game. So he didn't make it until like 05 or 06. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, I think, I think Carmelo, uh, was was a great player and an all time great college basketball player. Yeah, he didn't win an NBA ring, but Carmelo Anthony won three gold medals for Team USA, most ever, and he won an NCAA championship. A lot of guys haven't done that. So, um, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how many guys have won both. There were actual stars. Like you can't say like you know right, somebody right. somebody yeah. that like set the bench for the Lakers like won a, a NBA title too like that. Right, right. I, I don't think that that counts in my mind. Um, I think, I think he was second in 2013, 20, something like that. Are you talking about MVP votes? MVP voting. And I think, yeah, I think he was third in like 2007 or something like that for MVP voting. Yeah. So Carmelo Anthony is the reason why. LeBron didn't get the first unanimous MVP in 2013. A Boston sports writer voted for Carmelo Anthony. Really? Uh, yeah, that's the one vote. It was whatever the votes is to one, and that one Boston sports writer voted for Carmelo. But Carmelo finished second, I, I do believe. I, I do believe you're right. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, Car- Carmelo, before we move on, like he, he just – he is – and I know that I say a lot on this – is that, you know, I, I care about winning more than anything, and I do. And and I think that, you know, football is a little different than basketball. I think, you know, football, if you win one Super Bowl, I'm kind of in that camp that you actually win zero. Uh, like, it, you know, any, like, Trent Dilfer, like, he won a Super Bowl. Like, you know, any right. jerk-off mm-hmm. can, can win mm-hmm. a Super Bowl. Uh, basketball is a little different. I think it's actually – Probably tougher in basketball to win a championship. Uh, I think that most of the time the best team always wins. Uh, sometimes you have outliers like the the Mavs in 2011 is probably the last team that I can remember 
by being an outlier of a, of a team that definitely wasn't better than the Heat, but they somehow pulled it off. Right. Um, but I, I just think that basketball is such a hard sport to win a championship in. So, yes, I say a lot on this program that, you know, winning is the most important thing to me and players like Aaron Rodgers, I, I deem like losers and stuff. But that that's why, like, you never really hear me say it about basketball players that like certain basketball players are losers because I, I understand that it's crazy hard to win an NBA title as mm-hmm. a basketball because most of the time you're – top echelon superstars, those are the guys that are just going to run the league for the most part. You know what I mean? Right. right. And you do have to have help in basketball. And you have to have, like, certain pieces and stuff. Like, football, like, you can cover it up. Like, Tom Brady, he can cover up, you know, inefficiencies on offense because of how good he is. Basketball, it's honestly very hard to do that. You know, and, and like, it, it's just so hard to, to – to hide inefficiencies because it's so easy in basketball for other teams to exploit them. And that's just a long winded thing for me to say that I Carmelo Anthony is, he's, he's a winner without being a winner in my mind, because I was talking to Drake and Sam about it uh, today. I mean, technically yesterday, if you listen to this, that those Knicks teams, well, uh, sorry, I was talking to Aiden and Austin about this. Those Knicks teams that he was with uh-huh. were horrific rosters. Horrific. And I, I yeah. don't understand how you can have a team like the Knicks being the biggest market. Everybody, dude, LeBron, Kobe, everybody, talk, Michael Jordan talked about playing in the garden. Like, that is that is the prime time where you want to play. Lights are the brightest, all that stuff. Even more so than it is in L.A. Like, that's where everybody loves playing is in the garden and like the amount of money that the Knicks bring in every year and they refuse to spend money on anybody at all. They had, they they had Raymond Felton was their second best player while Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony was there and he was fat. Right. Um, Yeah. North Carolina boy though. Shout out. (laughs) But, uh, uh, but Melo, I, I think you would enjoy his, his interview on all the smoke if you wanted to listen to it. But he, he I think that he is misunderstood in uh, how people perceive him as like a loser and stuff. If you actually listen to that interview and listen to like what all went on and like what all went on with the Knicks and the, the Nuggets and things like that. And J.R. Smith has actually talked about like a lot of the same stuff too because he played with Melo on both teams and uh, kind of echoes the same thing. And it's it's very interesting to hear. It's like, man, like, people think Melo's a loser. It's like, nah, dude. Like, he he, won, he, he, he was a loser without being a loser, but, like, it, it, it wasn't his fault that those teams were, like, as bad as they were and stuff like that. And he still carried yeah. the Knicks to, playoff, to the playoffs, like, every single year that he was with them somehow. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I agree. Those, those rosters were, were – badly assembled even when phil jackson came in there he did a terrible job oh, of, yeah. of getting pieces around carmelo but but in saying that which i heard this the other day carmelo's the last star to the last you could say superstar to, to not join the yeah oh, yeah, well, oh no, no, okay no, well i was gonna say Knicks. to not join a super team okay yeah. uh, okay i could him I, and, D- I him and d-way that, probably yeah, him and D. Yeah, I, I agree there. Um, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, how you were talking kind of that previous generation of basketball players, it was to play at the Mecca. You wanted to go to the Garden. You wanted to play in the Garden. Carmelo kind of chose that. But as you see now, Kyrie, KD, you know, these guys that are on the market aren't choosing the Knicks. And that has a lot to do with probably ownership and, and different types of things. But Carmelo was the last to say, all right, I'm going to go to to the Knicks and I'm going to try to win. And obviously it didn't work out. And I think that's his biggest, in, in my opinion, if you were to say what was Carmelo Anthony's biggest mistake for not winning a championship, it's taking his prime years with the Knicks. If he goes somewhere else, not even teams up with somebody, let's just say he goes somewhere else. 
I think his career shapes out a little differently than than what it ended up being with the Knicks. It was great. He was in the garden. He had some great yeah. performances. Those big shots. Well, that's where he. The Bulls. That's where he's from. He's from Brooklyn. Yeah, right. So right. That, that you know that's a big. But but the thing is, you know, they just didn't do a good job of surrounding him. Uh, you know, with with decent talent yeah. in, in his prime years. That's that's what he missed out on. And honestly, if you think about it, I don't know if he stays with the Nuggets and signs that contract again with the Nuggets, you know, it looks, you know, so, so he talked about that. He wanted to, and he said it on the podcast, he wanted to resign with the Knicks. Like he, he still had, cause if no, you with remember, the it, with the, yeah, with the Nuggets, with the Nuggets, if, if you remember like same draft class as, as LeBron and stuff. So he's like, you know, do the same contract that all those guys, you know, they, yeah. they all hit free agency at the same time. Well, he went a year early. Like he he was traded, if you remember, to the Knicks. Like he, it, it's not like okay. he signed and and picked them or whatever. Um, and he talked about it on his podcast. He wanted to stay with the Nuggets and re up with them. That year, they or the year previous, they went to the conference finals. Like what you were talking about mm-hmm. against the Lakers and lost the four games of two, four games of three, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and they let everybody go. Yeah, yeah, and they started trading guys. AI were gone. They yeah. they got they got rid of Chauncey. Um, I can't remember he he named off Kenyon Martin, like like all mm-hmm. those guys. Like they uh th- they were gone basically, and they told him that they were going to be a, in in a rebuild or whatever. But like they wanted him to be the focal point of like the the rebuild and stuff. And he was like, man, like. We just went to the conference finals, and he he was talking about it. it. Made a lot of sense. He was like, "When you're that close, like you don't rebuild. You you maybe like you know get rid of some aging guys or or like some like that, and like get the get the perfect pick. Because like when you're that close, it's like okay, you're missing one or two things. So you go and get those one or two things, and then that kind of puts puts you over the hump type thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, their thought process was we're just going to tear it completely down. And he yeah. was like. He he did and kind of like to echo what you said. He didn't want to waste his prime years, is what he was saying. And he was like, "Man, like this this might be the the good point for me to like you know request a trade, um, you know try try to pick a situation where you know he he can do his thing." And I, he said it came down like they were either going to trade him to the Knicks or Utah. Was the other one, which I had never heard of before. I didn't know that like Utah was the other suitor. And they asked him like, "You can pick," and he was like, "Well, I want to play like in the Garden. I want to play yeah. in the big on the biggest stage in the NBA, and like that's where I'm from. Like that's that's where my family's at. Like I would love to go there. So like that's why I was traded there. But yeah, Mello, the long segment on Mello, but like he he just he was probably my probably my second favorite player. Growing up, I mean, Kobe was obviously my number one, but like I'd say, Mello, Mello, D Wade was probably you know two A, two B. Maybe I mean, if you want to throw in Allen Iverson too, like the all three of those guys are interchangeable. It probably just depended on who was on TV that night of who was my second favorite player. But like, yeah, I mean, I Prime Mello has been gone for you know years and like you know being able to see what he could do on offense and things like that has been gone for a while. So, right. But yeah, man, Mello just a stinking dog. But yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Missoula. We'll go through this quick. Celtics Heat. Missoula. He's not ready. Not ready for the moment. No. Moment's mm-hmm. too big for him. Um, Tatum. Tatum doesn't give a crap. If if people want to look at yeah. Mello, if mm-hmm. if people want to look at Mello and say that he's a loser because he, you know, never won anything, Mello actually cared and stuff. Like in his post-game press conferences, stuff like that. Tatum doesn't care. He was asked the other night, he said, Cub, I don't know if you watched it, but he had he, after game three, they asked him, so you know, you've been to five conference finals, uh uh, you, you were close last year in the finals. You know, you're close pretty much every single year, been to five of them. Like, what does it mean to be this close every single year and, like, you know, not being able to to get over the, the hump type thing or whatever? And he was just like he, – he paused for a second. And he was like, yeah. And, and he was using the same monotone voice. He was like, yeah. Uh, he was like, I mean, just – 
is what it is sometimes. Like, I, I don't think too much about it. It's like, dude, that, holy smokes. Like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that crap. Um, he's so nonchalant, too. Uh, kind of gets on my nerves. Um, Jalen Brown, he, he, re, he re-injured his hand, uh, like, in game one, I think. And so, like, he's been shooting like crap. But he has to impact the game on, you know, other other aspects mm-hmm. of the game. Like, Tatum in, in the Philly series was playing like crap, but he was, you know, stinking getting 15 rebounds and, like, close to 10 assists every single mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. So he was impacting the game in other ways. Jalen Brown, dude, if he ain't scoring, he's out of it. Like, it's right. like, all right, yeah. you know, close up shop. You know, I, I'm just not not having it tonight. But I actually want to say this about the heat. Eric Spolcher, he's the best coach in the NBA. Agree. Uh, over over Kerr, over Pop right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Pop is obviously, you know, arguably second, third greatest coach of all time. Dude, Spolstra is like Belichick. Yeah, he's... He uh, bobs when everybody weaves. And what I mean by that is he does. he's doing what no one else wants to do well, or cares to do. Everybody wants to shoot threes. And, and nobody, like, everybody, all teams are like, we're going to shoot threes, and if other teams want to shoot mid-range, we'll give that to you and things like that. So Spolstra and and it, it's probably more so Pat Riley to be honest. They look at that and they're like, okay, you know what? We're gonna get guys that can shoot mid range and can guard the three. So mm-hmm. what you give us as in okay. mid range, we're gonna take it and we're okay. gonna take away what everybody does as in the three pointer. It, it, it it's so like Belichicky, like you know. When, when the league, you know, does this, it's like, okay, we're going to do the complete opposite of that. And I I love it, dude. Like, like the Heat are an actual NBA coach team. Yes. They're like, the only one, I believe. They're, the they're probably, believe. besides Pop, like, I, I know that the yeah. Spurs stink, but, like, every year it doesn't matter who's on Pop's team. They are coached every single year. Yeah, I think, yeah, Spolstra is uh... – just, I mean, from where he – he's another great story, I think. You know, talking about NBA history and stuff, I think Spolster's yeah. a great story. Coming Video, like started a, out a video coordinator. Coordinator, <laughs> right. And and really, he's he's a basketball genius. He's a savant is what he is. Right. Um, but, yeah, what he's able – yeah, exactly what you said. I mean, it's actually fun watching Miami Heat basketball because when I watch them, it's more the basketball that, that we probably grew up playing. And and more of the basketball we're used to seeing instead of the whole analytical game that's coming to everything, and that's what Boston's doing right now. That's why it's not working. You know exactly what you said. The the Miami Heat take what you give them, but also that just the they're a team. They play as a unit. Yes, Jimmy is the best player, and he's a superstar and everything. But I was even watching him, and I love his game. I never knew Jimmy Butler was a facilitator like he was when he, he controls the game. The game he controls goes how he the goes pace though. of the game, but those other guys do do exactly what you want them to do and what they should do. And luckily, they're hitting their shots as well right now. You know, their shots are falling, but they are a more obviously a better coach team, probably realistically a more well-rounded team as far as your players go. I mean, you could say their players do more things than what Boston's players do. And three, they they play def- they play an actual like team defense almost. They don't go zone, but all their players on the floor are focused on that end of the floor, including Jimmy. Like I'll just say it like with LeBron and some other people, you know, a lot of times it's four on five. You know what I'm saying? On the defensive end, they've got the easy assignment. They're standing back looking at things. I get that. Miami it's all five guys locked in, whoever's on the floor. It doesn't matter if there's a mismatch. They're usually undersized almost every single yeah. game they're in. And they somehow they somehow don't use that as a detriment. They use that to their advantage. So Eric Spolstra is uh, – yeah, I agree. He's, he's the best coach in the NBA. And could you imagine if the big three had him at this point? If, if the big three in Miami had the Eric Spolstra now – the the ten year veteran Eric Spolstra coaching, uh, 
uh, unbelievable. Well, I think I would almost say that like he couldn't do that at that. Point. He couldn't. I, uh, yeah, I get that. Well, he like could, no, even yeah. now, if if Spolster's got this much experience and he's coaching like how he can coach now, and the big three happen this year or whatever, like this was the first year of the big three, I don't think that he can coach how he's coaching right now. Right, yeah, I agree. Okay, because it, 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 it is – because of the people. It, it, exactly. It, it's different. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, if you if you remember, like, I, you know, depends on – if you pay attention to, to stories and, and, like, you know, stuff like what we do, but, like, you know, if you remember, Cov, like, after that first – uh, mm-hmm. Lost to to the Mavs or whatever. Pat Riley had a meeting with LeBron, right? Yeah. About how hey, you need to like you're you and D Wade are basically the leaders on the team, and Pat Riley was saying like you need to buy in into what Eric is 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 yeah. selling basically at the yep. end of the day. Like I I remember that that was a huge deal that like Pat Riley like literally sat LeBron down and told him like hey for this to work. We gotta have like you know coaching, and, and that that that's why like that just goes to show how yes, like NBA players run the NBA, but like at the end of the day, you gotta have a guy. I mean, Missoula is a perfect example of it. You gotta have a right. guy that can actually teach X's and O's, and you gotta have yep. a group of players that's willing to listen. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Uh, Grant Williams. Last things we'll say. What did you think about him going? Head to head, like you know, literally head to head yeah, with Jimmy Butler with Jimmy. in game two. I mean, all right, so uh, you know, you're you're hitting a couple of big shots, you're feeling yourself. It's a big moment. It's the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, I like it. I guess now, listen, no, I don't like it on Grant Williams' part. I like it as far as the sport goes. Some guys getting heated, you know, giving us somewhat of a rivalry here, you know, but you don't. I don't know. You got to be smarter than that. All right, you're Grant Williams, buddy. All right. You're 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 going up against right now the best playoff performer in the league. You're going up against a guy that is when when people talk about dog, that's what this guy is. That's all he is. He's a dog. That's how he beats you. And and you go poking the, the bear. And what happened is, see, it's always hard to go back and say that that's the turning po- point in a game. You know, that's the pivotal moment. That's where they lost the game. So on and so forth. But, I mean, literally, you look at that moment. You look at the score. I think it's like 96-87. And from that point on, the Heat, or it's like a 24-9 run to end the game from that point on. And Jimmy and Jimmy takes it personal and goes down and, and hits some shots on Grant Williams. And I just don't think you're the guy. Maybe Tatum does that. Maybe Tatum does that. Maybe Brown does that, and it sparks something in the it sparks something in the Celtics that it doesn't spark in the in the Heat. But Grant Williams, dude, you got to know your place. You're not on the same level as that guy right now. Yeah, right. It, it, it it's kind of one of those things that you know people. Uh, who who was it uh, against Michael Jordan? Uh, Dark, John, John Starks. Starks. John Starks. And, and Ewing yeah. was like, you know hit him upside the head or whatever, you you know, and was like, what are you doing? Like, it's just like, you have to understand who you are, who you're beefing with, essentially, and what the situation is. Like, all three of those things matter. If Grant Williams wants to talk trash or whatever he was doing, it's like, okay, dude, you can talk trash, but why don't we talk trash to a dude like Duncan Robinson? Right. Or or somebody right. like that. Like don't don't talk trash to the dude that is literally the one guy that can beat you and the yep. one guy that everybody says don't let that guy beat you. Right. You know what I mean? Like yep. like he is literally the best player on the floor right now. You probably don't want to poke him. But I agree with you. I love the competitiveness. Because yeah. if if Tatum because isn't Tatum gonna, isn't going to do it, he's not going to well, do well, it. Well, like not even that, but like if Tatum isn't going to sack up and put the team on his back, then you got to get a spark somewhere. Like Jalen Brown stinks in this series, so like I I don't even want to talk about him. But like you got to have some kind of spark, 
And I'm glad that like Grant Williams like at least tried to do something to yeah. rally and he the played troops. Good. Don't think he that he didn't yeah. play that yeah, he yeah. played good. That, that that loss, like that him doing that, like I know that, you know, Bleacher Report and all these people are like, you know, like, oh Grant Williams, like, you know, you can't can't do that to do it's like, dude, that tells me that you guys don't even watch the game because yeah. he was trying to like spark the team. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. And like you could because you got guys like Tatum that can't sack up and just like put the team <laughs> yeah. on his back. Yeah. Uh Lakers Nuggets Cov. You think LeBron's done? What are we talking about? Done. Retired? Yeah, yeah. There was no, a report that he was he's thinking dramatic. about. He's yeah, in his, yeah he's, doing the Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah. He's in his feelings. i uh, he just uh what it is is dude, he's 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 tired. He he's looking in he the mirror. Good. He, he played, played good. He played good. He played like crap on the defensive end, but offense, he played really well. Well, what, what I think also happened is if you kind of watch him, he was going to the locker room, and obviously the camera was on him. He was huffing and puffing, gave you 30 or 31 in the first half. Um, you know, what has been one of LeBron's strong suits is he has always been in better shape than his opponents. He's always usually the most conditioned guy on the floor and still is, if you think about it. I mean, he still is at 38 years old. Yeah, he's he probably only, the best condition. He was yeah. like, didn't play like 10 seconds last night or something yeah, like that. Ten, it, yeah. It was, it was to go to the, it was to go to halftime during a free throw. Um, so yeah, he played all 48 minutes, but, but what I'm saying is I think for the first time, like in that second half, he was tired. His legs are gone. That's why he couldn't shoot the three this series. Um, he and obviously LeBron played decent defense, and he steps up, makes steals, does what he needs to do at the time. But just the in and out plays on the defensive end that he misses, and and the team score the other team scores points that hurts him. But I mean, dude, he he played forty eight minutes, gave you forty. You know, Anthony Davis, where are you at, bub? What what are you doing here? And, and that's another thing, Anthony Davis can no longer be the second, not the first. He's not the second best player on a championship team, okay? He's not the second best player. Um, but, no, I think if LeBron does anything, not to get off topic, if he does anything, if he quote-unquote retires, he's going to step away from the game until Bronny's drafted. He's going to play an NBA game with his son. That's what he's going to do. Now, okay, whether so- – He's so not going to step away. I think he's coming back. I don't think there's yeah, any. Yeah, there's yeah any he's not retiring. Yeah, yeah, no. So, I think Cove. I think uh, I. I can't like I. I don't want to say this for sure because I wasn't the one that was watching. But I don't think Bronny is going to go to the NBA. <laughs> yeah, I so say you- that because. I don't. I don't want to say his name because, like, he 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 like coaches and stuff like. And he coaches like in these uh, turn like AU junk and, and all these camps and stuff. But uh, this was probably a month ago. Uh, there there was like some weekend tournament thing or whatever AU, and Bronny's team was there. Yeah, and so he got to watch him, and he was. I was like, oh, so how? How was he? I saw this dude in person and stuff. I was like, oh, how was he? And he was like, well, he's like, I don't know that he's like, he was an, he's an ESPN top 100 for sure. But he was like, he's that bottom half 100. Hmm. He was like, yeah, I think, and- I think he, he's getting the pub and he's getting the, you know, love from ESPN and Bleacher Report, not because of like what, he actually does on the court, which he was like, he's a very good basketball player, but he was like, it's mainly because he's LeBron's son that he gets all the pub that he does. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, I mean, I can, yeah, I can, I can agree with that. And I mean, if you're, if we're talking his freshman, sophomore year at Sierra Canyon, I'm more along the lines of it's, it's an uphill climb for, for Bronny to go to the NBA. I think now, dude, he's developed into, he, he has a, Bronny James is also a freak athlete. Don't get it twisted. He's 6'2", long arms. He can jump out the gym. He's a good perimeter defender. Um, you can't expect Bronny James to be – he's not going to be that top-tier player in the NBA. I'm not saying no. that. He's, no, no, no. He, no. The he's whole not thing gonna... was that, like, 
I, that that's why I was saying like I don't know if he'll even play in the NBA. Right. I do think, and and you may you know you you can think this is wrong or whatever, but Bronny James is going to play in the NBA. It's just, just it's going to happen just because. And 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 I, I say that as in he was a McDonald's All American, shot the ball well there, hit five threes during the game. Kind of showed he can be a shooter. Uh, he is a better shooter than his dad at this point. I will say that he is a he is a better shooter. Um, you know, Bryce is probably going to be the one that'll probably be the better NBA prospect because of his body, um, just because he's going to be taller. But here's the thing: uh, whether it's the first round or the second round or whatever, Bronny James is going to be drafted in whatever yeah. draft he goes in, and and what's going to happen is. Uh, he's going to be drafted for two things. He's either going to be drafted for his talents, or he's going to be drafted on the pro- on the possibility that LeBron James comes in place for your oh, franchise. That's probably more so. It, yeah, and that probably yeah. is. But what I'm saying is, though, I don't. I wouldn't go as far as to saying, yeah, I hadn't seen him in person. Don't know. I haven't. You know, and and this guy probably knows more about scouting basketball than, than I ever will. But what I'm saying is you have to look at the other factors as well. It, it, it does have to be with his name. It's who he is. He's going to get drafted in the NBA because what LeBron James wants to do, the final thing in his career is he wants to be on the floor with his son. And I think, I think that, I think LeBron knows well How enough. How perfect is it going to be when LeBron has to play for Michael Jordan? To be able to play with Bronny. Right, right, right. To be able to play with Bronny. And you're right, they'll probably have those picks and pick him up. But, yeah, my my thing is, uh, yeah, I think he's going to get drafted. And we'll know a lot more from this college basketball season coming up when he's at SC. We'll see what he's able to do. Absolutely. We'll we'll know a lot more when he goes against, you know, college competition. But LeBron – what I was saying was, I think LeBron's smart enough to know that that he's been saying this. He's 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 kind of bringing this to life. If it wasn't a possibility, he would have already re- stepped back on that. You know what I'm saying? If he's looking at Bronny like there's no way this this kid can make the NBA, yeah. you know he's he's realizing that. I think he understands that Bronny's good enough to get a chance. Um. So we'll see there. But say, but first off, LeBron's not retiring. He he needs a break. Is what he needs. He needs to go through the off season. He needs a break, and to come back refreshed. And he, he'll be different. He's just he's just dog tired. I mean, the dude's played twenty five NBA seasons if you're including the playoffs. It's actually three. It's twenty three seasons right now. Is what he's at games wise based on his playoff career as well. So he's he's tired. All right. Drafting the best players to never win in the finals. You can have the first pick. Um. So real quick, are we going off like legit, like historical wise, what the best player would be, or are we doing our top five? No, just win? like who you think you know the top okay. players in your opinion to never win a finals. Yeah. So I would, I'd start off with Barkley. Yeah. I'd start start off with Barkley. I watched um, it. I watched his all the smoke interview this weekend as well, and it was very good. Yep, yep. I'm gonna go with uh, Barkley at one. Um. So I'm gonna go with, uh, dude. I mean, it's not recency bias. But I'm I'm going Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo. All right. Well, he was. I mean, he, he was in my top five. I mean, arguably the you know top six greatest scorer of all time, and yep. the fact that he he was surrounded by terrible teams and and still made it to the playoffs almost every single year is crazy. Yep. Um. So my next one I'm going to go with John Stockton. Yeah, Stockton for sure. That was going to be my next one if you didn't say it. Yeah, yeah. I'm Actually, no. Stockton. No, 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 no. You missed, you missed it. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. Okay, I had John, A.I. on John, my list too. John right. Stockton couldn't hold Allen Iverson's jockstrap. Uh, John Stockton, dude, leads the NBA all time in assists and oh, steals, Bubba. Gracious. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, sp- spoken like a LeBron fan, but you know, contradicting yourself. Hey, because Stockton he played, went he played the same era that Jordan did, and, and, and we we discredit the guys that Jordan played against. So, well, 
Stockton went to two yes. NBA finals. AI only made it to one. Sorry. So, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, but AI, I mean, not even just basketball. Like, he, cultural. He was a cultural player. Well, I, yeah. You I, know I, what I mean? Yeah. Like, everybody yeah. tried to do crossovers because of him. Everybody started wearing shooting sleeves because of him. Like, AI was the man. Uh, so that's your that's your second. Yeah. That's your number two right there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to exclude this guy, uh, Stockton's teammate. I'm going to exclude him out of here just because he's a POS. Like yeah, I don't like him. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't even going to say him. But, yeah, number two all-time scorer. But I'm going to exclude Carl Malone out of here. So for three – Is he uh, really number two? Yeah, he's number – well, he's no, number he's three, three now. now three he's now. three now. He was two. So it's, um, it's LeBron, Kareem, Malone, Malone, Kobe, Jordan? Yep. Wow. Yep, Malone was two. Um, so if I'm throwing another one out there, you know, now it's getting kind of dicey for me. I'm Just because of recency bias, I'm not going to include this person, but I'm going to go with Reggie Miller. I was going to say him at some point. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Reggie because I had Melo and AI in front of him, but I'll, I'll go with Reggie Miller as three. And he was close. He was close. In, he made it to the 2000 finals against Shaq and Kobe. And he also went to a game with, a the, game pa- with the Pacers, right? And he went to game set. That's what I'm thinking of. In, in like 98. 98. Yeah, yeah, with the Knicks. With the yeah. Bulls. Yeah, against yeah. the Knicks or whatever. Or with the, well, no, whatever. it was against the Bulls in the conference finals, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty well, sure. He, so, so he then he went to three conference finals then. Yeah, because the Knicks one was earlier. The Knicks one yeah, was like in yeah, ninety. You remember that 90, documentary? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Eight points in however many seconds. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, no, I like Reggie Miller. Um, and he he kind of I don't really talk trash or like I mean I I definitely don't now because just play against you know pick up in in men's leagues now but like Reggie Miller. Kinda talked trash how I used to talk trash. Because yeah, if you remember that documentary, he'd, he'd just be like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, that, it's real. That, yeah. That shot right there? Oh my God. Yeah. Look at the score. I, that's that's <laughs> yeah, exactly that's, yeah. like how I talked trash in high school and in college and stuff. Yeah. Um, really get under other people's skin. Yeah. Just like passive aggressive stuff. Like, yeah. you know. Um, Number three for me, I'm going to go with Tracy McGrady. Well, McGrady was on my list too, Tracy Dude, McGrady. T-Mac, I, T-Mac I think, was, was a dog. And if he – people, I think – I feel like he definitely doesn't get the credit that he deserves because he didn't make the top uh, 75 team yeah, or, yeah. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And that is insane considering the people that got in that like are currently playing right now. They got him in over him. Uh, you can say that it's because of longevity because he didn't play. I mean, he still played for like 16-ish years or whatever, right, but it's but just like were, his yeah. knees like made him not as good after like eight seasons or whatever it was. Right, right. Um, dude, T, T, dude, people – that, that's what I hate about getting old is that like kids nowadays, like they probably hear the name Tracy McGrady and they're like, oh, who's that? Yeah, uh, no, he, he's one of those was, those guys that kids probably have no idea exists. And it's it like, was Tracy. God. It was Tracy McGrady talking about Mello. That's exactly who it was. It was really? Tracy McGrady talking about it. Yeah. Mello was the toughest to guard, and yeah. and and then somebody else probably you know vice versa would say McGrady was the toughest to oh, guard. He was he was dude. a six eight shooting guard. Yep. Give me a freaking break. Uh, um, actually, I'm pretty sure Kobe has also said that T Mac is yeah. very hard to guard. Yeah. Yep. All right. Who's um, your fourth? So my fourth, you know, I want to go, you know, I'm not even going to do your boy. I'm going to save it for you. I'm going to save it for you. I'm going to do, oh gosh, I can't do either one of these people. Um, I don't know. I'm going to do, I'm going to do Steve Nash. Steve Nash is good. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to do yep. Nash. Two-time MVP. Yeah. He's a friend. <laughs> yeah. He needs to yeah. send those uh, MVPs to, to Vanessa Bryant. That's what he needs to do. He needs to yep. mail those trophies over to her. Yeah. Kobe, Kobe, okay, so I was I actually looked at it because you said it in our group message with Clint and Cole like a week ago or something like that when we were Probably. talking about like uh, last people to win three MVPs in a row or something like that. Yeah, Nash went back to back. 
Kobe, dude, dude, dude. If the, if he hadn't have you know been accused yeah. of rape and all this stuff, <laughs> yeah, they didn't get over that yet. Dog, Kobe should have won three to four in a row. Now, no. now, like, like, like the NBA is never going to do that because LeBron should technically, you know, like, have won MVP probably like six years in a row. But yeah. like, dude, no, no, no. You need to look at the numbers of of players, and I think it was from. 05, so like it would have been 05, 06, 06, 07, 07, 08, 08, 09. Yeah, the four, those four, those four years, his stretch, insane. I'm pretty sure it went 35 points a game, which is nuts, 32 points a game, and then he won MVP, and then the next year, it was like, I mean, he still had like 29 points a game. And like, uh, it, anyways, like, nah, I, I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, Steve Nash, absolute fraud, but yeah, he definitely <laughs> deserves to to be on this list. Um, four for me. Give me. Uh, this is gonna be like a a guy that. I, I mean, I never got to see him play. This is the only dude that like, it, it, we never saw him play, but. He's a dude that I love because of the movie that I used to watch as a kid that was like an old school movie, but um, I think they're remaking it, actually. Uh, Pistol Pete. Oh, okay. See, I, that was a little before time. He, but he's yeah, the Pistol only Pete. yeah, he's the only one that yeah. like we quote-unquote like never saw a play or whatever. Yeah, Pete um, Maravich. Yeah. Dude, they mm, – 42 points a game in college. Yeah, in college. At an SEC school, 42 points a game. But, like, even in the NBA, he was an absolute dog, uh, played drunk all the time, and, like, was still one of the best point guards in the league. Yeah, yeah. never won a top. Yeah, Pistol Pete. Well, listen, if you get a throwback one for my last one, I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to go with Elgin Baylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never. Won uh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go with Elgin Baylor uh, as the last one. But if 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 we were going, well, go ahead. You, you that dude was business. a bucket. Dude was an absolute. Yeah, dude bucket. was a bucket. Uh, like like the the number. So like, you know, people hear me talk about how like Wilt Chamberlain fraud. You know, never scored a hundred points. All that stuff. Uh, I don't know if I've said that on here. I know that I say that to like. Everybody, whenever I talk that basketball happened. with somebody, and that happened. No, it never happened. Uh, I, I could do a whole podcast episode on that one, but I think that like there's a difference between Wilt Chamberlain's points per games back in those days versus a guard's points per game back in the day. Because dude, got Pistol Pete never had a three yeah. point line, right? Never had right. a three point line, dude. But was shooting threes. But was shooting three dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, my last pick is gonna be this dude's still playing, but he's never gonna win one. Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris yeah, that Paul. was the one I was leaving for you. you yeah. Boy. He he's yeah. still playing, but that that dude's never gonna win one. Uh honorable mentions, Patrick Ewing, Patrick Dominique, Ewing. Dominique yep. Wilkins, Vince Carter. Vince Carter, Grant Hill. And Grant. Chris Chris Weber's my last one. I had Dikembe Matumbo. Oh, Dikembe's uh, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah Chris my, Weber, you know, Chris Weber kind of like he kind of bounced around a little bit. And I think that he was like on playoff teams, but like he, he, was, he was one of those yeah. dudes where I was like, wow, really? He never like he was never even on a team that no, you know, mm-hmm. won one. Um but yeah, would you have would you have uh let me pick Kevin Durant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's qualified. Yeah, he's qualified. For sure. No, dude, Kevin, don't get mad, dude. If you hear this, which you won't, but if you heard this, we're just kidding. You got two rings, two finals MVPs, but they don't count. But anyway. <laughs> well, just like the bubble doesn't count. Yeah, well, um, whatever. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this week. We'll see you guys. I, I need to stop saying next week because it, it may not be. We, we just do every other week. So, like, I'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace out.